This is the Straight Dope, episode 40. Things you can carry in your pack to fix problems that you might run into in the field so you don't have to pack it in or stop shooting. Now, I've had a lot of issues throughout the years shooting matches with stuff going down and some of those things you can fix and some of those things that you can't fix. I'm just going to pick a couple here and there and, and talk about those. Now, the biggest issue that I've had at matches because you're out in the field in the dirt is trigger stuff. And some trigger stuff you can fix and some trigger stuff you can't fix. So I'm going to differentiate between those two. If your trigger goes out because it literally breaks, like I've had a sear break, I've had two sears break, and the only thing that you can do is have a backup trigger available in your pack so that you could do a trigger swap in the field. Fortunately, swapping triggers isn't that difficult. Kind of the hardest trigger that I've personally had is the the AR trigger, the trigger tech AR trigger, because you, you actually have to disassemble things more than other triggers to get them back in there. But a bulk gun tends to be pretty easy as long as you have a pair of fi- uh, set of fix-it sticks and a backup trigger with you. You can usually fix that in a matter of minutes and get yourself back up and running. That's something that I carry around most of the time now. And in fact, multiple times my backup triggers have gone to other shooters when their triggers have gone out. And so carrying around a backup trigger, while it's a couple hundred dollars, it ends up being useful and not only for yourself, but fellow shooters. And um, that helps kind of grow the community and be really helpful. So carrying that around, carrying a pair of fix-it sticks and a cleaning rod uh, can also help people get squib rounds and and other things. I saw actually a piece of brass at the NRL finale um, when the shooter ejected their piece of brass. I have no idea how it happened, but it actually turned around 180 degrees so that the you know like the the primer hole was facing the chamber and it was stuck into there, and so you could see the the neck of the round um, that had already been shot kind of sticking out. We couldn't pinch it. So you just throw a cleaning rod in there and it, and it taps it out. More, more commonly, though, it matches that, that uh, when I see somebody um, run into an issue, it seems like more and more as, as the weather heats up, uh, you start to see case head separations. And, and now I'm not the world's greatest reloader, but I understand that, that probably the primary cause for that would be that if you're if you're oversizing your brass and then you shoot it and it because the brass gets bigger then it gets smaller then it gets bigger then it gets smaller and as you do that there are parts of the case that get thinner as you resize it and then it stretches back out when you shoot it and when that happens it tends to happen there on the case head and when you shoot it and you eject your round the ejector pulls back the the rear part and ejects that, but then it leaves essentially a cylinder stuck in your chamber, and that's hard to get out. And I've seen some shooters have that happen and and pack it in, and then I've seen other shooters um, figure out ways to fix it, but it, it's actually pretty quick to fix. If you have a cleaning rod or even like a pistol cleaning rod, something that, that um, I carry around a short cleaning rod for, for pistols to clean out chamber stuff, And so uh, that works perfectly. And if you carry a cleaning rod and a nylon brush for a nine millimeter bullet, it's bigger than, than, than the the case itself. But when you push that into the, um, into the case that's stuck in your chamber, remember there's no, there's no back to it. So that, that brush, even though it's bigger, kind of folds backwards so that the bristles are kind of facing back towards you. And if you can get that into the, into the case and then tug on that handle, for the pistol cleaning rod, it tends to yank that case right out of the chamber 
uh, pretty easily, and it gets you right back into the game. You could do that. Shit, you could probably do that on a stage if you knew it was going to happen. I mean, you you could set it up. But but anyway, like popping the bolt out and yanking that thing out of your your bag um, gets you back up pretty quick. It would blow your stage, but you would be able to continue to shoot. And I think that that is something that only costs a few bucks to throw into your pack. And so having that pair of fix-it sticks, fix-it sticks makes a, a cleaning rod that, that breaks down. I didn't get paid by fix-it sticks or anything, but I think that, that that's a really cool piece of kit. And then I always keep um, chamber brushes and a 9 mil nylon brush uh, that, that I could use for a case head separation. I personally haven't had a case head separation, but it's something that I see fairly regularly. And, and for some reason, like as soon as the temperature heats up and people that reload a lot, depending on the brass and, and what they're doing. And I think at, at some point it's probably inevitable. Uh, people are going to argue with that. But having that happen and being able to fix it very quickly is really important. And so um, I actually heard of a trick from a really good shooter. I'm not, I don't, you know, somebody reached out and said, hey, man, please don't name drop, you know, in, in the context of something or other. And it's like, man, I'm not, I'm not going to throw anybody under the bus. But even... You know, but but um, a good shooter said that one way to check to see if your brass is starting to suffer from that is if you take a paper clip and you put it on the inside of the case and you run it up and down where the case head separation normally takes place, even though you can't see anything on the outside, you can feel that starting to develop on the inside that that the wear and tear on the brass and that might that might not happen the next firing or even the next firing after that, but you could see that your case head is starting to thin out and starting to have issues. Which I think is is um, is a pretty cool trick, and I went through my cases to see if if I could feel anything with um, with a paperclip, because I had noticed that that um, I had oversized some brass. I thought, shit, what kind of effect that's going to have? And you know, a lot of shooters are like, ah, no big deal, don't worry about it. You know, one once isn't a big deal. But then I like when folks offer up solutions, like, well, here's a, here's a way you could actually test for that and and see if it really is an issue instead of just taking someone's advice that it's either a big deal or it's not a big deal, uh, feel for yourself. You can feel it with that paperclip running it on the inside of your case. And if you feel a little bump or divot, um, that might be a concern that you make note of. And whether or not you keep using it is your choice. But I would advise if you're going to, and it, it's going to lead to a case head separation at some point, having that 9 mil nylon brush and a, and a rod in place. And uh, that will keep you up and running. And um, I think that, that th- those kinds of things are, are pretty cool. Now, the triggers, if they break, you have to swap them out. But sometimes triggers stop resetting or they stop working, and it has nothing to do with the fact that it broke. It has something to do with the fact that it's really dirty, and there's a couple quick fixes for that. Like, you know, we, we mentioned, and, and, and you may have heard that the, the Accuracy International new ATX trigger, uh, comp trigger, has issues, and a lot of people are having them just stop working in the field because they get dirty, and when they get dirty, they stop resetting, and you can't shoot them. If you carry around like lighter fluid or brake cleaner and you squirt it out, like you got to use a lot of lighter fluid, but you can rinse it out and get it back up and running. I heard of a shooter uh, uh, and uh, they were at Steel Safari and it went down and one of the AI shooters there rinsed it out and got it back up and running uh, pretty quick. And then I've been out at the range watching classes with um, people using AIs and had those triggers stop working too and they got rinsed out with lighter fluid. And, and got working again because that goes in and it rinses out the debris so that the sear can work again. And then um, it evaporates very quickly. 
and and allows that trigger to start working. Now, sometimes it doesn't because of a, a you know kind of a mechanical issue, but but sometimes that does get it back in. So carrying around a little container of lighter fluid is something that I do if I carry around those triggers because I don't want to be stopped in the field. That happened to me up in Wyoming at a match, and um, was able to get it back up and running um, with a lot of lighter fluid. But at that point, like you know, the day was the day was done, and um, and so. If you have a little, you know, and you might not want to carry that around in your pack, and maybe you do, maybe you don't, but having it near so that you can go back and get that lighter fluid or brake cleaner that you could rinse out the 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 debris from inside your uh, trigger sometimes gets those triggers from thinking that they're broken because it just stopped working to being able to get it working again. And if you're in a very dirty and windy place, that <coughs> stuff collects quite a bit. And um, you know, if, if I don't, I tend to run my my gun's pretty dry, but if you use lube or anything like that, those are kind of dirt and dust magnets that, that collect even more debris, and that can gum up and get in there. And, and unfortunately, you know, because of the design of, of all rifles, those triggers are below the action, so as the bolt's coming back and forth, stuff can get pushed down and fall into just because of gravity. And then with the gases blowing back and having dust come all over the place, that's a quick way to rinse out... Um, your device. You could probably use uh, alcohol, like rubbing alcohol, something that's going to flush it out, not affect the actual parts, and then evaporate very quickly. And I've heard of people using lighter fluid. You've heard of people using alcohol, um, not, not drinkable, just rubbing alcohol. And I've heard of people using brake cleaner. And then I'm not really into the tricks of like, you know, how to, you know, if you can't take it out for a long day of shooting without running the risk of having it not work, uh, that's probably not something that I'm going to develop a lot of trust in. But on the other hand, like sometimes you get something and you, you know, that's what you got. And being able to keep it running is important. So those things I think you should probably consider if you don't have it in your kit, you know, just like other things like medical equipment and, and uh, first aid and um, stuff, which could be another episode. I think if you have a cleaning rod with a nine mil wire, or not wire brush, uh, a, a nylon brush, you got a set of fix-it sticks. You got a backup trigger. You got um, the the know-how and the, and the the competence to to kind of predetermine the bottomed-out turret and dialing it back up to your your known zero. Uh, um, unless you have a rangefinder and you can reset your turrets if a turret slips. And and now the um, way to flush out your your trigger to get the debris out of it so that it'll keep working you might be able to salvage um, the day of shooting versus uh, turning it in. So this is a really short episode, but I just wanted to kind of spit it out there to encourage people reaching out to me to talk about other uh, cheap and easy fixes that'll keep you going versus uh, not knowing what to do and not being able to. These are only a few dollars, so we're not talking about spending a ton of money. We're talking about spending a few bucks in order to help quickly get things back up and running and then after which you know it it might be a more complicated story if you have bad brass or you have a bad you know trigger that gets finicky after you know a a day of shooting but um this at least should allow you to keep running for the rest of the day before uh, you can take the time to fix things more appropriately If you like these, please go to riflecraft.com and subscribe. Not only are you subscribing to get more metrics and log your data and um, 
be a part of that to improve your shooting in a data-driven way versus a dogma-driven way. You're, you're, you're doing that, but you're also helping support the podcast. And for the price of letting me shoot a mag of your ammo, you can support the podcast, you can support the development and expansion of the website and do a lot of other things. You can get shirts. And if you're really into it, you can come out here for an unconventional skills assessment where we will quantify your skill level and show you where your strengths and weaknesses are and give you idea and context for the caliber you're shooting and its capabilities based on your skill sets right now and how to improve it and how to think about um, maximizing your impacts. So thanks for listening. Thanks for the support. And we'll see you next time.